Turn with me, please, to the Psalm 118. Psalm 118. And as we come to the Lord's table tonight, I want to especially leave with you the verse 27. God is the Lord which have showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even on to the horns of the altar. Psalm 118 is a very special psalm that was sung at the Passover feast. It is believed that it was sung at the conclusion of the Passover feast, along with some of the preceding psalms. Do you remember after the Lord's Supper, the Bible says that they sung a hymn together, and it was believed to be this psalm. Whenever you read this psalm and study this psalm, you should study it in that light, the night in which the Lord was betrayed, the eve of his crucifixion, the stone which the builders refused that night to become the head of the corner and the Lord to bring in a new day. And there are in it so many things that are appropriate to our Lord. And our text is one of those verses, especially the latter part of the verse, where it talks about the sacrifice being bound with cords, even up to the very horns of the altar. But the first part of the verse is related, it's connected. We we mustn't separate them. God is the Lord which has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords even under the horns of the altar. You see, God has showed us something. God has revealed something. God is light. He's given us the light of the word. He's so good. He illuminates something as the light. And he wants us to see something in the illumination of that light. So there's a light. God is the light. And God is beaming the divine light on something. And I suggest... It's the next part of the verse. The sacrifice. God illuminates the sacrifice. Just as the fire comes off from up the altar and illuminates the whole court, it's lightening up the sacrifices. If it's evening time or if it's dull, it's giving this illumination and God is pointing out for us the sacrifice. And of course this must have had great significance to Jesus because he is the sacrifice, isn't he? He gave himself a sacrifice for our sins. And all of the sacrifices in the Old Testament, all the blood offerings, they were prefiguring him and foreshadowing him who is the ultimate sacrifice, the final sacrifice, the the only sacrifice, the once for all sacrifice, As John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. The only sacrifice that can do it. So there is the Passover sacrifice, the festival sacrifice, and that's Christ. And God will always point us to Christ. God is so good, he doesn't leave us in darkness. He gives us the light, and the light of the word will always shine most brightly on the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to see him. He sets him forth. 
for us to be a sacrifice. He is lifted up on the cross high. He is presented to us as the chief object of sacrifice. It's not clear what is meant here by binding the sacrifice with cords onto the horns of the altar. We don't have anything like that in the Old Testament. And the altar was high, so the horns are high, and the sacrifices, if they're living sacrifices, are way below. So it is possible that they could have been attached by rope to the horns, all the sacrifices. Or it may have been that they have been tied below the horns as the living sacrifices who are soon to be slaughtered and their body parts brought up onto the altar to be offered. There's also a suggestion that these are the slain sacrifices that are already on the altar and they are secured on the altar by cords so that lest there be some mishap as the priests work up there and they're knocked onto the ground which would pollute them and so they're tied so that they would fall into mid-air and not touch the ground if they fell. So there's a suggestion that they're the slain sacrifices that are already slain that are bound to the, court, to the altar by cords or they may be the living sacrifices. We don't really know. Uh, there's nothing like it in the Old Testament that we can bring to see that except that Isaac was bound As a living sacrifice, he was bound and offered up on the altar. The beasts were bound, and Christ was bound. Didn't they bind him and take him away in the dark of the night? And the reason why they're bound, the sacrifices, is because they know that they're going to die. They smell the blood. They know what it's all about. They have the fear. They have the dread. They're not going to run away. They can't be allowed to run away. They're bound. Any man would run from the cross. And Jesus Christ no doubt had that temptation. But he didn't run from the cross. Because he was bound. But he wasn't bound by cords, by force. He was bound by something much more wonderful than that. He was bound by a covenant. An everlasting covenant with his father. That bound him. Bind the sacrifice with cords, with the cords of the everlasting covenant. This is what he's thinking about when he sings this song. This is what's bound me to the cross. This is what was bound me to the altar. This is what has bound me to the place of atonement, the covenant. It's always in his mind. This is the blood of the covenant which is shed for you. And that's the divine covenant. Christ is bound by that. And he keeps that part of the covenant. And he says so. I'm bound by this covenant. This is the everlasting covenant. I'm fulfilling this covenant. I'm determined to fulfill this covenant. This is my blood which is shed for you for the remission of sins. My body which is broken for you to ratify this covenant. There's not a covenant ratified without blood. And the everlasting covenant was ratified by his own blood. So he's bound by the covenant. He's also bound by love. The cords of love. Doesn't the Bible talk about the cords of love? that bind us, and God gets the cords of love upon us and he draws us to himself, he he binds us to himself with these cords of love. We're never forced. We never feel that we're forced to God. We always felt that he draws us, he calls us, he draws us, he wins us. He wins a willing subject, he he wins a willing heart. 
And this is how Christ is bound to the cross willingly because of his love, his love for us, his love for sinners. And so he's not going to run away in his love for us. He's bound by cords even under the horns of the altar. So let us think about the great willingness of our Lord for us, who died for us, and the refusal to, to turn back, but the saddest face as a flint on to the end, to lay down his life willingly. So let us thank our Lord for his love for us, his willingness to die for us, his being bound even to the, to the hardness of the cross for us. He is a good saviour. And the light of the Lord shines on the cross. And that's what we should see. And we should be comforted, congregation. I know we have many trials in life, many problems. But you're saved. You're redeemed. Christ has bought you with his blood. You're his child. And so you have the comfort of the cross work and of the gospel. So be comforted tonight and thank your Lord. And as we partake of these emblems again and eat his body and drink his blood, let us be assured that we have eternal life by faith in him.